Blog Talk Radio. Off on another Tarot Today radio episode here on the Psychic Talk Network. We are the show that brings you the world of tarot, interesting guests and topics, and of course, free tarot mini readings for our live call in audience. I'm your host, Dax Carlisle from the Tarot Guild, the international organization for tarot enthusiasts, students, and professionals since 2004. I'm a professional tarot advisor and numerologist, and let me introduce you to the other host of Tarot Today Radio, my fabulous co-host, Mary Brown. Mary is also a tarot advisor, certified tarot master, and crystal Reiki master, a producer for the Psychic Talk Radio Network, and a vice president, director of communications for the Tarot Guild. Hello, Mary. How are you doing today? Hi, Dax. I'm doing pretty good. Hello, everybody. Hi. Happy Psychic Saturday. It's another Psychic Saturday episode. We've got open lines, and we're going to be taking phone calls later on in the show. Uh, we have a guest co-host today and a great topic as well. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. I see Sharona and you in the chat room. Hi, Hi I Sharona. I have a feeling it's going to be a great show. Good vibes about this one, for sure. And we are a live call-in show, so give us a ring at 714-816-4628. Secure your spot now for when we start taking calls later on. We take the calls in the order that they come in. So as soon as you dial in, press 1 on your dial pad if you want to speak with us. If you just want to listen, you can do that. But when you dial in, press 1 if you want to speak with us. And it'll put you in the queue in the order that you called in. That's how we're going to take the call. So get in the queue now, 714-816-4628. You can also join us on our chat post. Like Mary just mentioned, we have a chat room installed on the show page for each episode. And you can just go to chat.psychictalk.net. It'll take you right over to that show page. Scroll down. You'll see the player. You can listen to the show below the player. The uh, chat room will load. Give it a couple seconds to load there, and you can chat with us live there, talk about the topic, talk about the show. You can even ask for a mini-reading right from the chat room. Once again, that's chat.psychictalk.net. Of course, it's much more fun, right, Mary, to chat with everybody live. 
So give us a ring if you can, 714-816-4628. Today's show is sponsored by the Tarot Guild. As I mentioned, we've been around since 2004. We're in our 17th year. In fact, we're coming up on our 17th anniversary. We're going to be entering our 18th year. God, I feel old. You can stop by and visit us. (laughs) Yeah. Our new website, thetarotguild.com, it's been running for a couple years now. Uh, The one we've had for like the last decade, the servers finally crashed. So we said, hey, let's build a really whiz-bang website. This is a full-featured social media, social networking website. It's like Facebook for tarot, except it's tarot all the time. So, uh, yeah, none of the negative stuff there, folks. So come over and join us. You can join the website for free and take advantage of all the features there. You get your own page and profile. You're able to do all those wonderful social media things like friending and private messaging. We have a chat room. We have forums and groups. Go check it out at thetarotguild.com. And come over and uh, join our Facebook group if you haven't already. We have 6,700 members plus <laughs> on the uh, Facebook Tarot Guild. And we also have our Psychic Talk radio group as well. Psychic Talk radio, just search for them on Facebook. You're going to find a page and a group for both. So when you search Psychic Talk radio and search Tarot Guild, they're going to pop up. And uh, like the pages, join the groups. So every day, Mary, you... Um, Post a card of the day on the second yeah. group. Yes, well, but every day and sometimes every week, you know. <laughs> but um, I did yeah. post a card today in there, and it comes from Sonia Choquette's The Fool's Wisdom Oracle Cards, which I love this deck. She, um, did just a wonderful job with this deck. The artwork is fun with uh, Silas Tobal doing the doing the art. And today's card is card number twenty five, and it's the Respect Fool. Okay, so each card is a different fool, you know, based on the fool from the from the tarot deck. And this one is really great because today's card is calling, uh, you know, it's calling our attention to. You know, holding our own spirit in highest esteem. So when we talk about respect, it's like don't don't do things or act in such a way or even say things or think things that aren't worthy of you. You know, that have respect for yourself. Don't respect yourself. Don't respect. Don't disrespect others. Don't disrespect yourself either. That's the main message of it. And it's saying like, look, you know, we've we've got to kind of take a look at, you know, are there areas where we're being too negative and making snap judgments and we're being impatient and that, you know, we're getting too frustrated. And is that really worthy of us? Is that fair? Are we being fair to ourselves or are we being fair to others? So that is the card of the day, the respectful, mm-hmm. and that's what it's asking us to take a look at. What's the, what do our numbers look like today? You can always check my daily post. Of course, uh, I call them my, my daily posts, my daily readings. It's not always daily because 
you know, life <laughs> happens. There's uh, there's errands you have to do. There's oil changes. There's trips to get your MRI, what have you. So it, I try to do one every day, but sometimes I don't make it. But uh, I've been doing pretty good the last uh, last couple of weeks. It's been practically every day here. And you, you can always find these posts under articles on the Carol Gill website. So you just go to thetarotgill.com, click on articles. You can also type in your browser, thetarotgill.com forward slash articles. That'll take you right over there. Look for the one that uh, the image, it looks like a giant eye for today. You know, we're in the midst of this uh, five energy, the entire date. 9, 18, 20, 21 adds up to 23. 2 plus 3 is 5. That's that energy of change, high energy, adventure. Uh, and then we have the Knight of Swords coming in, you know. So ready to rush in and get her done, you know. The Knight of Swords is impetuous, courageous, clever. The archetypal, you know, warrior who thrives on difficult situations. He's also a communicator with psychic vision, skillful forthright, assertive, fearless. So we want to rush in today, but the message, the, the whole message today is to really take a breath and do some more planning before you actually rush in because we have the, the nine energy coming from the day. That's the 18th. One plus eight is nine, which represents completion and the culmination of wisdom and experience. And we have the nine of wands with the same energy there so you have the determination you know exactly what you want you're focused on your goals but the nine of wands also says get your ducks in a row first or your wands in a row first (laughs) so uh, benjamin franklin said if you fail to plan you're planning to fail and so okay it's boring to make Plans, especially with the energies at play today. But, you know, be wise and take the time now. You're going to, you know, save yourself from future problems and even failure if you take the time to plan and not rush in with the uh, Knight of Swords. So that that's the message from today's reading and numerology. Wow. So without any further ado, we're, we're talking about uh, – how can we, as tarot readers, support the massive, the massive shift in the world these days? And we have a special guest co-host coming on here. She is a certified tarot master, tarot guild board member, a teacher, and author, Corby Mitlai. Let's bring her on right now. Corby. Hey. How you doing, Corby? Good. Hey, Corby. Good to be here. Hey, Mary. Welcome back to the airwaves. I know, yes. I know, I missed it. So, so there's this world we're dealing with these days, and it's mm. like, who pushed pushed the crazy button? Right. And, <laughs> and um, I'm really lucky. I'm working with uh, a brilliant 14 year old uh, elder and apprentice, and she is going to be just the most incandescent reader in her 20s that we have ever seen. Just, it's a privilege to work with her. And she and I were talking about purpose of learning to read, what is is she supposed to do with it, and we started talking about the world today. And we realized 
people my age, I mean, I'll, I'll admit it, I'm 66, I'm in the boomer class, um, we had a sweet spot from 1946 to like 1980. When we grew up, we did not believe the world was going to go to hell in a handbasket. America felt relatively safe, and we knew we could get a job. All of that is a slippery slope now. So the question is, as readers, how can we both support our own growth and support the clients who come to us? And I pulled three cards Mm. from the Osho Zen deck, which is a, a fascinating piece of work. A friend of mine used it for years, and I finally got it. It's compromise, aloneness, which is analogous to the hermit, and existence, which is like the magician, the alchemist. So the way I read it is compromise. How much do we compromise with what we're willing to say, where we're willing to stick our necks out, and how much we're willing to help a client. We need to look at that because the alone card says you are not alone in your existence. It's way past the time when you can simply tell them, does Bruce love him and what's the lottery numbers, and let it go. We're no longer fortune tellers no matter what people think or what they say to us. And the last card, the way Osho calls it, is existence. And he says very specifically, you are not accidental. Existence needs you. Without you, something will be missing in existence and nobody can replace it. And so I don't care where you are on your tarot journey. You're not just another card flipper. You have been attracted to the cards and they to you because you have a specific job to do in moving forward the world and humanity on the crazy train to bring back some balance, some self-awareness, and some healing. So don't let anyone ever tell you that, oh, you're not important, you're not necessary, there are so many readers in the world. We need you, and we need your heart as well as your head. End of soapbox. <laughs> and see now that that is uh, you just said so much that <laughs> it's a lot to a lot to unpack mm-hmm. there and i think it's i think it's um i think i'm just kind of blown away with the idea of a lot you know a 14 year old really you know starting out on this journey that that is to me really exciting and for her to be looking already beyond herself you know, beyond, like, what does this this do for me? Years. And the the thing that I loved about it is, yeah, we started talking. You know, I'd I'd go to her family's cafe for breakfast on Saturdays, and she'd start asking me questions, and then maybe I'd bring my card. But she wanted to learn. She asked the deeper questions. It wasn't play to her. She knew that literally there was magic in the cards, and she wanted to be part of it. And when you've got a student like that, you know that you've got someone special who understands the potential of what they can do. That's why I'm so fortunate. But for everybody out there, when you start reading tarot, why do you? Hmm. Why do you? You know, that's interesting because usually 
we don't ask why. <laughs> when I think of like, you know, over the years, you know, it seems like everybody talks about how they started, where they started, you know, and everybody has a story about that. Mm-hmm. But we don't always ask the why of it. And I think that that's probably the number one question anybody getting into it should ask themselves. Yes. If not, if not ask other people, why did, why, why did mm-hmm. you get into it, Corby? I got into it when I was nine. Literally, there was a children's book called The Witch Family. And as I read that, I went, great. There is magic in the world, and I want to go find it. So even at nine, I knew that it wasn't just your five senses in the everyday world and what you saw. And I kept following that route. I mean, you know, in 1973, when I was here in high school, I was working part-time at Spencer Gifts, and they had the James Bond 007 tarot deck, and I bought it. It's now Tarot of the Witches. Um because back then, everybody was a hippie. You had your elephant bell bottoms and your fringe jacket and your deck. But five <laughs> years later, when everyone else had moved on to roller skates and disco balls, I was stuck with a deck. It fascinated me. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think I, I don't know. You know, for me, it was, I, I don't know. I think especially when you're young, there's just something about the about tarot decks that just can draw you in, and I was drawn into it, I guess I was around 14, 15, my best friend in high school, his grandmother um, read tarot cards, and she read my cards, and it was just, it was just fun hanging out with her, and she taught me, and she taught me to look at it as a little bit differently, you know, Um, I think she called it a book of life, Mm -hmm. and it's like you're always going to have um, like a friend, like a companion that's going to give you advice that isn't going to be to an agenda. And mm-hmm. at that time, you know, I was like, wow, what's an agenda? You know, like, <laughs> you know, but, you know, then later I've, I've always thought about that. I've always thought about that idea of having that, you know, it's so hard to get. Um, a second opinion that isn't biased, you know, and that's yeah. how I, why I was really drawn to it because I'm like, of course I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that my whole life. <laughs> you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I thought about it. What about you, Dex? Why tarot? Oh, you know, in the last couple of decades, tarot keeps popping up in all kinds of TV shows and things like that. You know, especially the witch shows and anything to do with the supernatural and, and folks, you know, naturally see that and go, I want to predict the future. Uh, I did the same thing, but of course, you know, you know, I, <laughs> when I was young, it was way before all that. And uh, my first time I saw tarot was the same thing. It was uh, James Bond, you know, what was that? Live and let die or something like that. Jane Seymour, you know, yeah. and uh, she whipped yeah. Yeah, she whips out the she whips out the lover's card and then the death card. It's like, ooh, I want to do that, you know. And uh, you know, I I was interested for for in a while, you know, for a little while, and 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 then I kind of it kind of waned away as I got older because I got more into 
science, you know, and uh, studying science and, and then graduating high school and college and uh, quantum physics, you know, that's where it was at. But then it started leading into things like sacred geometry, which then I led me into numerology. And then I found myself back at the tarot. So when, when I got back into the tarot, which was my 20s, uh, I had a, a completely different outlook on it because I was looking at the structure of the deck and the numerology and, you know, I saw the, the five platonic solids, the, the five elements, and I was like, oh, this is a deck based on sacred geometry. It, 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 it's got all of the um, structure, and, you know, there, there's more to this than just predicting the future, you know. But, oh, speaking of future, I, I pulled some cards, too, and I, I wanted to mention, that, like, the cards I was getting for the, the generations today, cards like the Five of Pentacles and the Seven of Wands, you know, where they feel like they're being attacked from every side, you know, and they feel out in the cold. This is the first generation or two that doesn't feel like they have a future. Exactly. Yeah, and then I get a card like the Judgment card, which right away, cosmic wake-up call, you know, to the tarot readers out there that, hey, you know, we need to be helping people to make decisions in these times of crisis, and even more importantly, helping people to progress and spiritual growth. And then the other element that I'm getting here is people being able to stand on their own two feet and be independent um, and a return to love of life. I I think that's, you know, when you don't think you, you're going to have a future and things start happening like COVID, and it, it doesn't help that we went through the, the last several decades, well, from the 80s on, with all of this doom and gloom in media. Think about it. Like, the most popular thing on television for a decade was stuff like Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. And uh, all the post-apocalyptic movies and things like that in our, in our stories, even before COVID came along, we had all of those movies about, you know, Outbreak. And uh, I, I'm trying to remember some of the titles, but uh, I thought of Outbreak. And, you know, they really feel that way. And it, it's hard to have a love of life when you don't think that life is going to last that much longer. Yeah. You you sometimes can ask, why am I here now? Did I really sign up for this? But if you are awake at all, and if you're dealing with tarot, you are awake, then it helps to realize, yes, your soul volunteered you down here for this. It was not a mistake, but you need to hold up a candle when it gets very dark for people who can't see the way we can. It's sacred work. 
And that's why, uh, Mary, I, I love our segment we do on the last Saturday that we broadcast each month. It's like expense. Because you have all this stuff in the news and you have all the current events and, and things going on and the talking heads talking about it, but they don't have what we have. They can't pull out the tarot deck and ask questions. And so that's what we do on our psychic spin segment. And I think that helps a lot of people. I think so, too. And, and, well, I also like the fact that, you know, we look often at the bigger questions because I I think a lot of it is about focus. Where are we putting our our focus at? And uh, I think a lot, you know, as tarot readers, you know, the question that, that Corby poses is really one that 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 we all should consider um i pulled a few cards on that too and you know what i'm taking away from it is uh you know i did it more personally like what can i do as a tarot reader to help people with the massive shift in the world and the cards that come up are great you know the ace of cups everybody loves the ace of cups opposite the two of wands you know so being at the crossroads making choices i can help people to make choices that emperor card magician card makes them realize that they have the tools that they need in order to navigate this and that they can find that stability that we see in the emperor card you know, leading to the nine of pentacles. So we, so we get a reward from it. So they're, they're, our clients feel like, okay, you know, I'm not helpless uh, because the power of choice is something that I think often um, we take for granted. We don't realize that we have a choice in what we focus on. We don't realize that we have the choice to stay in the present and take a real honest look at what it is that we can control and what we can't control. And we can, we can build our lives with the, with the emperor card in such a way that it, that it brings stability in the biggest and most important types of stability to me are of the mind and of the emotions, because it's, it is, you know, is <laughs> wacky out there. It's chaotic out there. Um, but at the same time, you know, there are some things within our control and that we can feel empowered about. And so I think that that's what the cards are telling me is like, that should be, you know, that's the thing that I can help um, my clients with um, in dealing with all that stuff is like, okay, what do how do they use the tools that they already have that the magician says you've got all the tools you need in order to create that structure and stability in their own lives so they can feel that ace of cups, that love. It goes back to that love of life I was talking about. Yeah, and love of self, you know. Love of self is really, it's not selfish. You know, it's its important. It's just like that card I pulled about, you know, respecting ourselves. It, it's, uh, you know, we can get all, all wind up by external uh, circumstances. And really, you know, the question I've been kind of working with over the past month and a half is how do I stay in the present moment um, with the current energies? You know, and how do I help others to do that as well? 
Yeah, and I use um, visualizations in, into the tarot cards. And it, there's another way of, you know, not just doing a fortune-telling type reading, but, you know, another way you could use the tarot to bring yourself into the now and also to do visualizations where you go into the card and you get the answers. What do you think of that, Corby? I think that... Other ways to use the tarot. Um, I think it's a necessity. Um, Very often what I will do is when someone wants to look at a situation, I will also look at the emotional backstory. Um, It's one of the reasons why I'll use multiple decks. I'll use tarot. I'll use any of my, my oracle decks. One that I really love, especially when you need a compassionate view because the client is scared. There's a deck called Whispers of Lord Ganesha, and, you know, I love Ganesh. He's the Lord of Obstacles in the Hindu pantheon. And when you can show someone this is what you tend to use that doesn't work for you, but here's how you can shift that. It's not a matter of, you know, this date, this time, this person. It's how can you work with your inner situation what's in your inner pantry and that also gets people to do more of the in the present moment it's not a matter of what you thought was dumb when you were 35 if you're 50 now what is the 50 year old pantry hold and it brings people into where they are now gives them the power now to make changes make differences in their lives and the people around them absolutely I like that, that inner pantry. And I like the idea of a pantry. You open the door and it's like, oh, look, I totally forgot about those beans. I can use those. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but you also have to see what emotions you've got that have already gone past the sell-by date and you can get rid of those. Exactly, right. Get rid of everything that's expired. Mm-hmm. It's just taking up space that you need to free up. Yes. So, you know, with everything going on in the world, are you, either one of you, noticing uh, more heavy questions or are you still getting the normal, you know, is is Fred going to go out with me? (laughs) I'm getting the normals, but... There are some people who, when they ask about their career, it's because they feel that COVID has so upended everything that they'll never get back to work. Um, they're wondering, is what they do going to be trashed? I mean, let's use the example of the New York Thruway. You always had toll takers. Now, all of the toll booths have been stripped and it's all electronic we never see anybody that means you can't do the old pay it forward the way you used to you can't do a kindness and so nobody is sure that their job is not going to be taken by robotics or simply gotten rid of because the corporate oligarchs don't feel like paying for it so you have to help them Mm -hmm. what I call transferable skills what else do you have and where else can you put it? And it's not only for their jobs, but it's how they work with people. 
old emotions from the 80s, the old greed is good, will not work. Who are you going to be now? Yeah, I heard Siri is starting to do tarot readings or... (laughs) (laughs) Alexa. Alexa. (laughs) Will Fred go out? Alexa. Yeah, they're actually developing... I was gonna say they're developing AI to to do. Uh, I I was saying tarot is a, uh, t- reading tarot is a joke, but uh, not a joke is the fact that they are gearing the the AI to be able to ask que- uh, to answer questions uh, more in a uh, like a artificial in, uh, intelligence um, AI counselor kind of thing they're developing. I think it could be like the you know, a new form of divination, really, you know, it's like, ask Alexa, ask your eight ball, you know, like, why not, you know, but I think that, I think I'm definitely getting the same questions, what I would say is changes the, the level of anxiety, because everything that everyone's always been interested in, you know, like their love life, their career, am I going to, you know, their their home life, am I going to move, their finances, all of that has a higher degree of urgency now because of all the uncertainty and anxiety that they're, they're feeling about external circumstances. And I, I have been getting a lot of oh, questions about... Um, when is this going to end? You know, if at first that that wasn't happening, I feel like the first year of the pandemic, people weren't really so focused on that. But now, now it's getting a little bit more, a little bit more. And also, how do I deal with, you know, my, my neighbor who I think is an insurrectionist? You know, like I get like this a lot from the south. <laughs> you know, but then, you know, I, I have clients in Japan, Canada, other countries too. You know, they're they're feeling that same level of anxiety as as well. So it really is a global, well, we know it's a global pandemic, but it's a global um, anxiety that's now, you know, becoming more concretized. And I think that it's really important to try to um, break that up before it becomes too solidified for a lot of people. Because being in that state physically, just as as a healer, you know, I know that being in that statement, the longer that that happens, the more it affects everything else. It affects your energy field. It, you could see it in the aura. You can you can totally feel that that heaviness seeping in. And so, to me, that's the that's the biggest difference is that I see it affecting all these things, affecting people on a personal level in ways that that aren't um, you know good for their well being. Yeah, that's why, you know, for the last actually 20 years, I've been advocating that professional tarot readers have more tools in their tarot tool Mm. belt, like quick techniques to help people with with anxiety, whether it's emotional freedom technique, EFT, neurolinguistics, NLP, Reiki, hypnosis, what have you, uh, because that's what folks need these days. You know, they need more than the the fortune teller i feel that uh a lot of people are seeking out and and tarot is having a uh another renaissance where it's booming 
we see it all over the place. And I think a lot of people are coming to tarot readers because uh, they're afraid to go to their mental health professional. They don't want yeah. to be stigmatized. They don't, they don't want to go to a, a psychotherapist, and, and they want a less expensive uh, avenue as well. And they want answers quick. They, do, they don't want to, you know, spend two sessions a week for the next 10 years, you know. They want help now. And, uh, and they're looking for life coaching. Yeah, that, that's something that's changed, especially this year, is that so many of my readings um, really have become coaching sessions. You know, yeah. I, I do it with the cards. But that, that's one thing that I would, I would say to other readers, if you, um, you know, if you're interested in coaching, whether that's spiritual coaching or, or life coaching, you know, there's a million types of coaching these days, whatever form that is, Use use the cards in that way too because they're a wonderful tool um, for for coaching, and I think they're yeah. really empowering for the client and they really feel. I don't know how to explain it. It's almost again. I guess I go back to that idea of that that objective um, opinion that the that the cards give you. Um, I found that they they kind of really. Um, there's more confidence that the the clients have in it because I'm not just as a coach saying like, well, you know, here's my protocol that we follow and we're just going to do the same with every person. But with the, with the cards Mm -hmm. being randomized and any card can come up, they do really feel like it's specifically geared towards them. And truly it is. Right. I've got a couple of things there. Uh, One is it's also happening the other direction. Psychotherapists are bringing cards into their sessions. In fact, um, our host for our Monday Wisdom of the Soul show, Janice Fuchs, is a licensed clinical social worker. And as a psychotherapist, if her clients are open to it, you know, she'll pull out cards. And so it's happening the opposite direction as well. Also, I wanted to mention for the tarot readers out there that um, uh, you don't have to have a a structured protocol to necessarily start out. Let let them ask the mundane question. Let them ask if Bill really loves me. You know, uh, will I get married? When am I going to find that job? And then you steer the conversation after that. Answer the question quickly pull out some cards, answer the question, and then steer it by saying things like, uh, so how do you feel about that? Yeah. Uh, what's, com- what's coming up for you now when you think about what we saw in the cards? And then you can start getting into a more structured uh, life coaching type session and pull more cards. What do you think, Corby? I think that today... People feel so alone because when nothing makes sense, you feel, am I the only one who doesn't get it? And people think tarot readers have all the answers. Oh, my darlings, no, we don't. We can help you look. But that's why I think your idea of what do you think about that is such a good door opener because it's not just we have all the answers and we're going to throw it at you. That connects us with them in, if you will, a sacred dialogue. 
It says, I see you as a person. Let's talk about this, not simply, all right, I'm throwing five cards for you next. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that that's like probably the biggest key ever, you know, it, because it is. I mean, when I look at, you know, just um, different attitudes that I, that I see on on various different, you know, tarot groups where they have, you know, like our group we have thousands of members, and you know, a lot of other, you know, tarot groups do as well. And and that's one thing I have been, um, I'm always bothered by when I see it, when there's this sort of attitude of like, you know, well, I'm just going to pull these cards and, you know, that's it, you know, and how dare you question me. (laughs) I mean, you got to make sure there's no, you know, leave your ego at the door as a reader, no chip on the shoulder here. And if you don't have compassion for what your clients are going through, then you might be in the wrong business. That's how I yeah. feel about it. I feel quite strongly. Yeah, who died That's a good in the Zoltan, if you will. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, um, you know, it, it's. I have, you know, a couple of clients in particular that just come to mind now is they they really let me know <laughs> all about what other readers have said to them, right? You know, yeah. and I'm like, okay, well, you know, that there must be a reason why they said that to you. But, uh, you know, let's look at something, you know, I'm not going to bag on another reader, but, you know, they've, they've had a hard time, you know, with other readers sometimes. And I think that the biggest part of the job is listening, listening to the question, but listening to what's underlying the question, listen to their energy when they're asking the question that's like probably two two thirds of a reading is that the tarot reader is truly listening and allowing mm-hmm. this person, you know, holding space for them to be able to examine these questions, which, you know, sometimes, you know, people ask questions that we're like, wow, I would never ask for a reading on that. You know, <laughs> I, I think that a lot. We're like, wow, I've never thought of asking the tarot about that. But, you know, it's important to them, you know, and they're, and they're coming to you with it often, often, because there's absolutely nobody else that they can go to with that question. There's nobody else that they can, you know, that will listen. And that's sad, not, but at least we, not, we're we lucky to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Going uh, in alignment with what you were just saying there, um, that's another tip for our tower readers out there that uh, rarely is the question that they're bringing to you the heart of the issue. Typically yeah. it's, it, it's more of a symptom of a deeper issue. And that's how you get at that by opening, asking the open ended questions and then sitting back and just listening, listen mm-hmm. for what the, what the real issue is. And then you can work on that. Yeah. I, I always ask my people when they sit down, what is the most important thing you want to walk out of your knowing today? So that they don't think I'm just going to flip cards and start with relationships and here's your money and blah, blah, blah. Because maybe 
what they really want to talk about is something that isn't typical for the car. And, you know, I admit if they go, I don't know, I just use my typical Brooklyn on them and go, what's biting your butt? They laugh, <laughs> but then they realize, yeah, this is what's really bothering me right now, and we get started there. They also realize when I say that that I'm not coming across as I am the all-knowing and just sit here, shut up, and let me tell you things. Those kind of readings have no interest to me whatsoever. I want to be able to work with my client, not just blarg at them, or they could go ask Alexa. You know, Alexa would not yeah. try to sell them a $600 blessed candle. That's a good thing. Uh, the way she makes it do. But um, one of the reasons that we have to learn what we do as good tarot readers is to know how to work with someone, not just talk at them. And yeah. starting out with that dialogue is one of the most important things you can do. I love that. Absolutely. Well, and it's also, you know, thinking of the economically, it, it's also the difference between a, uh, a a tarot reader that does, you know, $40 fortune-telling readings at a psychic fair versus somebody that really spends the time to learn the tools and techniques along mm-hmm. with using tarot and you know, now they're a hundred and fifty dollar an hour reader. There, mm-hmm. There's, you know, a huge difference between those uh, two types of readers. And you know, some people that's all they want to do. It's a hobby. It's something they do on their on the side. They, you know, just want to do uh, forty dollar readings. You know, and uh, it's yeah. like, oh, okay, this is what's going to happen. You know, and then there's the people that take more time. That, you know. Join the Tarot Guild, take the course, get certified. They uh, they take a life coaching course, they take a Reiki course, an EFT course. They they put more tools in their tool belt. They make themselves more more valuable, and that's a whole other aspect to it. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. Awesome. Wow, how are we doing on time? We've been going a while here. <laughs> 47 minutes already. Oh, I got a big truck going by. Sorry, I apologize for the noise. I'm out on the patio well, maybe, enjoying the wonderful weather. Yeah, I, well, maybe I should tell everybody what's coming up on the network since we kind of did yeah, pass the bottom we'll of the hour. Excellent. Well, this week on the Psychic Talk Radio Network, we've got some great shows coming up here. Our next show is going to be on Monday, September 20th, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. It's the Wisdom of the Soul Show with your host, Janice Fuchs. And then Friday, Spiritual Guidance Radio at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern with Angenic angelic channel and healer Catherine Hahn and she's going to be giving free on air guidance and then Dax and I will be back next Saturday September 25th 11 a.m. Pacific 2 p.m. Eastern 
with the Tarot Today radio show, and it's our Psychic Spin episode, and we'll be doing free tarot readings, and you need to let us know what do you want to know from the universe. Find us on our Psychic Talk Radio Facebook group and pose your questions there, and we'll pull some cards on them. And then next Sunday, September 26th, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, it's the Magic Universe Show with your host, Sharona Rapsick, and she is going to have a special guest on Spiritual Life Coach and Tarot Reader, Anita Avalos, and they'll be doing free tarot mini readings and having open lines as well, and that is what's coming up on the Psychic Talk Radio Network. You can find that list easily of all our shows to keep up with the network by going to psychictalk.net forward slash upcoming. Back to you, Dax. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. And, uh, oh, Sharota's going to be our guest in October. She's going to be talking about her Boho Pixie Tarot. Yes, I'm excited. It is adorable. The colors are so beautiful. I think everybody's going to be thrilled when they see it. Yes, I, I think that was, wasn't her deck channel? Channeling Pixie. So we've got to ask her about that. Yeah. Oh, there's lots of fantastic stuff coming up. We got our Halloween episode at the end of October. We got stuff in November and December coming up. Oh my gosh. Lots of great stuff coming up on the network. You're going to be doing um Obsidian scrying and crystal balls. For October. Yes. yes. For October. There's a rock for that. Oh my gosh. The first Saturday of each month, Mary does, there's a rock for that. So stay tuned for all that great stuff coming up here. Uh, of course, we have to get Corby back on again. And, I uh, love that. You've got to do a show. Have you thought about like doing your own show, Corby? I did that for years on Empower Radio. Um, tell me where I'm going to fit that in cool. when I'm working six days a week and writing a book already, and sure, I'll consider it. I'll but, work on figuring out a plan. <laughs> we'll figure it out. No, I, I like when you pop on, though, because you come up with the greatest questions and topics. Thank you. One of the things that I would love to talk about is um, – what I call tangential tarot. So if you want to look at past lives and who you were, how do you design spreads for that? That's not fortunes. That's not future. But the cards can even go into something like reincarnation and make it really clear. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. We, I did, need... a we did a class on that. For I did one for the tarot. Yeah. Bill. Gosh. Years ago, on on doing past life spreads using the tarot and and oracle cards. It's time for another I, one. I, I collect oracle cards uh, that are the theme is past lives. It's really, really? Of, it's fascinating. Mm. And there's 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 like all kinds of you know, you know there's a limited number of decks that that are designed for that. That the methodology that they use is really fascinating. Mhm. Um, That'd be I, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love inventing the deep dish spreads. Life is so much more than three cards, kids. It really is. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. We should do a, a a radio episode talking about that, followed that week by a workshop. We'll do a workshop I'm in. on yeah. it. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. That would be a lot of fun. All cool. kinds of exciting things happening at the Tarot Guild. Yes, yes. yes. So you don't miss out on anything. Remember to join our group. The fastest way to get there is thetarotguild.com forward slash Facebook. That'll take you right over to it. But also join the Facebook website. You know, it's not just a website. It's a social media networking platform just like Facebook. It's uh, thetarotguild.com. Come over and join us. It's free to join the website. Go over to thetarotguild.com. At the top of any page, there's a sign-in, sign-up link. You know, just click sign-up. You can sign up with your Google account, your Twitter account, your LinkedIn, your Facebook. Or you can put do it the old-fashioned way, put in a password and, and your uh, email address, you know, and you join for free. And then we send out news updates to your email address. You know, you'll, you'll get uh, uh, all that. You'll, you'll know when uh, different radio shows are coming up with great topics. You'll know when we're doing free workshops. We're, we're actually working on quite a few here. We've got a, uh, an Oracle deck reading workshop in the works We've got a introduction to Lernamon as well. Lots of great stuff happening. So, ladies, do you want to take a couple of phone calls for the end of the show here? Absolutely. Squeeze in a couple. Yes, who's, see out, who's there? out there? Yeah. Let's see. Who's been waiting the longest uh, for like a, an hour and six minutes, I think? <laughs> They've been waiting. Area code 443. Let's see if they're still there or if they're asleep. 443, are you there? What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Suzanne. What's your name? I'm calling from Maryland. Suzanne. Hi. Maryland. What do you want to talk about? I would love to know what you all um, see for me as far as, um, like, working spiritually or what my future work might be. Nice one. Why don't you go first, Corby? You're our guest. All right. So, five cards for you, my friend. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and four. Physically, the Eight of Swords. Remember, the Eight of Swords shows the woman who is frightened. She's bound, but the ropes are loose. And she can walk through the sword. So right now I'm telling you, as far as as work goes, don't be afraid to go out there and look. And as far as spiritual road, same thing. Yeah, we were talking about how scary the world looks, but you're needed. Mentally, four of swords. Two, Two things. Number one, sanctuary. The other thing is, are you stuck? So mentally, look at what has been pinning you down. Emotionally, Ten of Swords, there is something, my darling, you've got to get a load of, got rid of, because there is no more blood to bleed. Why are you wasting time on that? Spiritually, the Empress. The Empress is the benevolent dictator of her kingdom. Nobody is going to be able to tell you what to do better than you can. And core for you is the King of Cups. And that interestingly tells me 
Um, the males in your life doesn't have to be a significant other. It can be father, son, boss, friend. Somebody is there to back you and say, I believe in you when you get stuck. Find them and talk to them because you're going on a new road. I'm literally downloading the way you, you take an exit off the throughway. You're taking an exit into a new area. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the ride. Don't panic to get back on the road you know. Okay. Awesome. And what I want to say real quickly is, let's see here, Suzanne, you know, I mean, the way you started off the question, you know, the answer is in the question, and the Queen of Cups. Hun, you are the Queen of Cups. The queens are, are associated with the master healer, master teacher number 33, which is my life path. Wow. You are the healer. Healing arts, intuitive arts, that is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And I know you're kind of looking right now, the two of wands, you know, he's looking out over the battlements. He's, he's holding the world in his hand. You have the world in your hands as far as you could do, you could do anything in this sphere, and, and you just have to spend some time you know i I know you asked you know what should you be doing i'm not going to tell you what to do instead i'm going to say that spend some time thinking about what you're attracted to as far as intuitive arts and healing arts you know is it reiki is it tarot is it numerology is it astrology is it hypnosis or nlp or you know i mean there's there's so many different things you could be doing but what makes your heart sing? What are you really passionate about? And if you're not sure, you know, write each one of them down on a piece of paper. If you're if you were a cattle person, I would say pull a card for each one. Uh, if you're not, that's fine too. You can just sit with each one. So you have Reiki written down on one, and and you sit there and you look at it, and what's your gut telling you? You already know the answer. You, you have anything for Suzanne, Mary? Um, you know, just a just a little bit about you know using the tools that you already have to, to create the transition that that you want to occur. Okay, and and to focus on that and this idea of um, you know it's kind of funny. It's it's like uh, it's. I feel like this is creating, you know, it has to do with, with creating. Um, and that could be um, finding a way for other people to create their path through transitions. So I don't know exactly what kind of nice. work you're going to be doing, but I feel like it's connected to those things. Okay. Wow. There you go. Thanks for the call, Suzanne. Very exciting. Thank you. That was a great question to start off with. Yeah. You know, not the typical. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I love I love when people. I mean, I think that's part of my strong suit is is helping people. You know, if uh, f- find what they should be doing. You know, and uh, if I had more than two minutes on a radio show, you know, we could go a yeah. lot deeper into it for sure. You know, but but. Uh, yeah, those are the kind of questions that I like the most, I think. Let's see what else we could squeeze in here. Who's been waiting the longest? We're going to go to area code 917. Caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? 
is uh, Stacy. I'm calling from uh, New York City. How are you? Great. What's your name, hon? It's Stacy. Stacy, what you want to talk about? I would like to talk about a move. Do you see a move happening uh, for me to another state by the end of this year, or do you think it's going to happen next year? Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Let's take a look at that. Uh, well, you know, it could happen. I'm getting three out of four saying yes, which means that it's neither really yes or or no. It, it's in that muddled area. It's really what you know you want to do and 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 push forward and manifest. The magician cards show, showing up. Ultimately, you know, Stacy, you have the control here. Uh, oh. If I had to put my finger on, if if, if I had to my, put my finger on, I would say more next year. Although early next year, uh, in the timing card area, I'm getting six months. And that would push us into the beginning of next year rather than it happening before the end of this year. That's what I'm getting. But let's see what the ladies have to say. Uh, Corby, you got something right. for Stacy? I did some month-to-month, and the Four of Wands is always the happy relocation card for me. And that shows up in November. It's followed by the Six of Wands, victory through teamwork, and the Three of Pentacles, which is long-term. So I think that you're going to start getting the ping of where you need to go in November. And I agree with Dax, by January or February of next year, you should have pinpointed it, and you might even have um, booked the apartment, bought the house, and getting ready to move. So it is going to be within the year definitely, and hopefully by spring you will be planting things in a new garden. Sounds excellent. <laughs> Sounds good. I love it. That's about the, I think, yeah, that's about, that's a good time. Thanks for the call. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Stacey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome sauce. Okay, so we're going to go to area code 856. Caller, what's your name? Where are you Hi, how are you? Uh, Rosemaria. And right now I'm in New Jersey. Back into Jersey. Uh-huh. I uh, just came back from a trip, uh, vacation and all, and see a few friends, and I had a a few confrontations or fights or with a close friend, so I was wondering, what is this problem and attitude that you gave me over the month yeah. I was there? What is, if he's going to come in. What, right. What, okay. What's going on there? What's it about? Right. Um and if he's going to communicate, or is he coming here to get me? Coming there to get you? <laughs> Did you say? Yeah. Yeah, I just left it in bad terms before I left. Right, right, right. Um, should I go first? I forget who's, where are we? <laughs> who's first? Yeah, you're, you're up next. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay, well, looking at this book, you know, um, <laughs> One of the cards that comes up that's kind of hard to ignore sometimes when it comes up is the devil card, right, you know. Um, And that doesn't mean anybody's like a devil or the devil's involved, right. But ego is involved here. Ego's involved. Ego's involved. Control things are involved. Um, 
also, you know, the other thing about the devil card is sometimes, you know, it's talking about people that, you know, are are struggling to have control over something that that they can't get a handle on. So that could be part of what's going on with them that makes them so quick-tempered. And I hate to say we both it, are. but in a okay, we both are. <laughs> so so then you already know, like. That's what I was going to say, right, that it's not just on on one end of this, you know, that all of that pressure can definitely create a flashpoint, okay? Um, and, you know, it's just a, just a reminder that we've got to choose our battles, you know. So even when um, somebody that we're we're friends with is suddenly – you know, on the attack and everything, we've got to decide what's worth ignoring and what's worth following through with. As far as this changing, I do get the Wheel of Fortune. So, you know, this is something that could change over time. I don't think it's going to change immediately. Um, And the, the other thing is, is like you've got to set healthy boundaries, you know, and sometimes oh, it's hard to think think about <laughs> with, with with friends is like what happens when a friend oversteps our boundary, right? And if you have the chance to uh, speak with them in the future when it's when the passion has died down a bit and you know everything's not so heightened, that's going to be your best chance. For the next phase of this friendship, I don't feel I don't get the feel that the friendship is over, but I feel like everybody needs to you know take a pause. Um, let's see what Dax and Corby are getting. Corby, all right, pulled five cards. You, the dude, the relationship as it stands, what you need to know, and best possible outcome. You, the tower card. Now I always see the tower card as the imploding sports stadium. You want to rebuild, you've got to clear the ground first. So you would absolutely have to clear the ground of what happened. His card is, is the five of pentacles, which I see as dancing on quicksand. Whether he's bipolar or emotionally a mess, I don't know, but he is not steady. The uh, relationship card is the princess of swords. I want you to watch your smart attitude with him. But you need to, or he needs to, work with someone else who can be objective. He needs help. What you need to know is two of wands. It's going to look like it works, but the last card, well, hello, in my deck too, it's the devil. Remember, the devil doesn't mean horns and a tail. It means constantly be deviled by something, someone, or some situation, or holding yourself back your highest and best. I think your friend is hip deep in emotional dog poo, and you have to step back. You cannot pull him out. He's got to pull himself out. And you don't have to get it all over you in the meantime. So you step back, wait for him to grow a little bit of brains, and then if you want, you can go back and talk to him. But right now, it is not worth getting involved in. He's got to find his own center. I'm already involved, I'm put in that situation, and he knows I'm a smart ass. <laughs> not more. But... Um, you're you're not there to fix them. You have to realize you're not there to fix them. Yep. Well, I hope that helped you out, Rosemary. All right, cool. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. 
Okay. Corby, your website, CorbyMitlai.com, correct? That's right. And you can find her on the Tarot Guild website. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can. Um, I'll do a quick, um, every month I do a free reading hour at my Fire Through Spirit page on Facebook, and it happens to be tomorrow at 4 o'clock Eastern. Oh, that's awesome. so cool. And then for Mary, you can find her at PsycheTalk.net forward slash Mary. And you can find me on the Tarot Guild website as well as PsycheTalk, PsycheTalk.net forward slash Dax. Or just type in your browser, Dax.TheTarotGuild.com. And I'll pop right up there. You can book sessions with me. Check out my course, Tarot by the Numbers, where you learn tarot and numerology on the Tarot Guild website, thetarotguild.com. And if you're already a professional reader, hey, come join us. Join the guild, and you can get your certification. Go check it out there at thetarotguild.com as well. That brings us to the end of the show. Wow, this show was packed with great stuff. It went so fast. <laughs> I'm like, it's over already. Don't, can't we keep talking? <laughs> I could, I could talk to Corby for another hour and a half, you know. But she probably has something to do. <laughs> oh blush! Oh blush! Thanks for coming on. Thanks for the great topic idea. We need more yeah. stuff like that. We need to it talk. Was, yeah, as professional it was a pleasure. readers. Pleasure. Thank you for giving me a little space to talk about it. And we'll have Absolutely. you back real soon. We'll have you yes, back real sir. soon. At, at, and we're looking forward to that workshop, too. Back yep. on to talk about that and, and do a workshop. We'll get Sounds exciting. Well, go- goodbye, everybody. And the Corby Enjoy show. the rest of your weekend. Let's work on the Corby show. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Oh, yeah, the Cor- Maybe after she's done with her book and everything else she's doing. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> Just teasing. Hurry I up. I think it would be yeah. fun. Uh, uh, this morning I told Mary, hurry up and get your Oracle deck done. We need to do an Oracle reading workshop and sell your deck. <laughs> I'm like, I have 15 cards left. Ugh, help. <laughs> the last. That's not bad. I know. Are you, pa- are you so painting far. those by hand? Yes. My God. Yes. I saw some of them too, folks. They're great. I was actually able to scry into the cards, which I've never, ever been able to do. And uh, her oracle deck is thing. That's the the idea. To do that, yes. Yeah, the the really cool thing, Corby, was Mary shared a couple of cards with me, and right away I saw things, and I sent it back to her. She says, "Oh my god! Oh my god! All this time doing all these cards, I was wondering, is anybody else going to see anything?" When they look into the car besides me, and I, I'm, I'm like, there you go. You know, I'm not even good at this that I scribe something. Uh, yeah. Can't wait. Bye, everybody. And, and uh, thanks to all our callers and listeners. Of course, we don't have a show without you, and we'll see you next week. Psychic Spin, let us know what you want to know from the universe, the big questions, and send it to Mary or I. We'll get it on air, and we'll pull cards on it. Bye, everybody. Bye, Corby. Take Bye, care. Mary. Bye, Corby. Bye, everybody. Bye, Dax. Bye. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Mary Ellen.